Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And by Wyndham Garden Lafayette. From Café Vermilionville in Lafayette, we're out to lunch with Professor of Finance and Director of the award-winning Birkin Road Reports, Peter Raschuti. It's business, Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. This is Out to Lunch, and I'm sitting in for Christian Mater. When you own a business, you generally believe that nobody knows more about your business than you. But there are times in the lives of many businesses that growth or success complicates things. At these points, specialist consultants outside of your company can have greater insight than you about what you really need to achieve your goals. When your business comes into contact in any way with local, state, or federal government, working with specialist consultants becomes less of an option and more of a necessity. In Acadiana, one of the leading governmental affairs consultants is the Picard Group. The Picard Group has offices in Lafayette, Baton Rouge and Washington, D.C. The company's principal is Tyron Picard. Tyron, welcome out to lunch. Thank you for having me. In discussions of business strategy, you often hear the advice that to grow, you have to stop working in your company and start working on your company. Part of that task is to come up with a strategy that presents your company to the world, otherwise known as marketing. When you start thinking about marketing, you've got a million questions to answer about how you want your company to look to clients and customers. You need to decide everything from the color of your logo to the attitude you want to present on social media. You can answer these questions yourself as they come up, or you can turn to expert consultants to craft an overall strategy for you. That's the specialist mission of a company called Healthy Image. Healthy Image is in Lake Charles, but their work is spread far and wide. Healthy Image's creative director is Barbara Van Cossen. Uh, Barbara, welcome to Lunch. Thank you for having me. appreciate it. Tyron, you worked for 12 years in corporate and governmental affairs with the Cadian Ambulance. We've had those folks on the show, nice, sure. nice people. Uh, and that's before you opened your own consultancy in uh, 2011. In just a few short years, you've grown the Picard Group into one of the state's leading liaisons between public and private enterprise. I'd like to know how you've done it, but before that, I'd really like to know why. Uh, what is the connection between private enterprise and government that you find so attractive that you've really devoted your whole life to it? Well, uh, part of it was probably uh, uh, my, my uh, genes that I couldn't outrun with my, my father being in, in uh uh, former superintendent of education, former state senator, former member of the House of Representatives. There's been this calling of, of being involved in government service in some way or another for, uh, for our family for some period of time. For me, it was uh, the ability to utilize uh, the skill sets that I had gained uh, through uh, my education at Tulane Law School, political science degree, and, uh, and working uh, in a business that was highly regulated and seeing that... Um, you come out at LSU undergrad, right? At, uh, at Tulane. Oh, uh, at, at Tulane Law School. So, but undergr yeah. undergrad... Undergrad was at LSU, yeah. That was, thank the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm trying to get out. You so, are a smart right. dude. I'm so, trying to help you here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it... Uh, 
So using those skills in, in understanding how a business needs them, in a, particularly if they're in a highly regulated um, area, whether it be healthcare, whether it be um, oil and gas, energy, um, things like that, um, became something that I, I, I grew very passionate about because I felt like we could make a difference in the... the um, Quite often, policy gets made by people who have never stepped out into the real world oh, yeah. to understand how that policy is going to actually impact uh, the, the, the people who it's going to regulate. And so um, understanding that we could do a better job of bringing real-life examples and bringing uh, impacts to policy uh, makers uh, before they sort of made the sausage, uh, was yeah. something that we endeavored to, to do. Um, now, so i got to ask you, you're growing up, I mean, is that the kind of discussion you had at the dinner table? Uh, like, you, the votes on ways and means and things like that? Yeah, unfortunately, we still do. Uh, <laughs> with, with, uh, I've, got, I've got two sons who are very active politically, uh, volunteered. My 16-year-old has volunteered in probably a half dozen plus campaigns <laughs> uh, already. My 14-year-old. And so, uh, you know, I guess other families talk about I NBA or, or NFL. Right. You know, we'll talk about what, uh, what Paul Ryan said today or what <laughs> Trump tweeted yesterday. Or, and uh, so it, it's, it still is very much. I never much. thought we'd be having a discussion about the president <laughs> tweeting. But this is, how, this is right. what we're actually doing. Here we are. Right. <laughs> now, Barbara, when you do public relations and marketing in a place like New York or Los Angeles, you're starting with a clean slate. You have a large market who is basically pretty much unfamiliar with your client, but in a smaller environment like Lake Charles or Lafayette, if everybody doesn't actually know everybody else, they probably know about them. Is that an advantage in as much as people are already familiar with each other and predisposed to be more receptive to a message? Or is it a disadvantage in that it's harder to sell something as new and exciting when everyone knows that it's just their neighbor? I don't know. That's kind of tricky because um, everybody, we are small town, of course, so small, but, and everybody does kind of know each other. Um, I think that's where we come in and we try to, try to do things kind of differently if we can, but then trying to convince your clients to do things differently <laughs> can be hard because uh, it's very conservative, so I guess. That, I guess in a way that's, that's kind of that you've got two different cli clients in that sense. You've got... Yeah, uh, the person that's hired you, and then the customer on the on the other side. Right. What about um, you? Know, you've done some really great things in social media, mm -hmm. and I'm just wondering. I mean, younger people uh, know it. You're probably not a hard sell. Some older <laughs> folks. Uh, it, it's a whole new game now, and we're having to kind of learn it on the fly, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a lot of research, a lot of. Um, just trying everything out and it's not just you know at first you started out it was just facebook okay well now we're going it's instagram oh gosh now it's you know twitter and now and and that's just where it's all going you know so it's learning how to do it and um convincing and the client how important convince, it is yes yeah. but now we're actually finding that a lot of our clients are coming to us saying this is what we want this is where we need to be this is you know and and um 
and it, it's it's been really interesting, but it's it's like hit the ground running, you know. So. Well, how do you stay hip? You brought your 14-year-old son to the show. <laughs> that, I guess that would probably yeah, help. He, he pretty much knows, you know, I think they come out of the womb now knowing how to, you know, do Instagram. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we have some younger ones with yeah. us, but... Um, you know, I don't want to be a dinosaur. You know? right, so right. It, it's just really having to push it and learn it. And, I, I, um, I've got to ask you this because you're from Lake Charles and don't often get guests uh, over from there. Um, that place appears to be an incredible boom town. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, what's what's going on? I mean, is it all LNG or is there, there more to it? There is a lot of that going on. We have a lot of the plant and industries that are growing and um and, you know, we have some of the, what they call man camps and that coming yeah. in, you know, um, a, a lot of new hotels, uh, a lot of uh, new patio homes and developments and that kind of stuff. So it's really exciting, you know, very yeah. exciting. I think last year we were kind of on hold with the election maybe and everything. So now the first of this year, we're already starting off with wow. a bang. So it's, I think everybody now knows where we are. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. So, feeling a little bit more comfortable. Absolutely. With, you know. they, in turn, um, I know you do business for a lot of kind of clients. We talked about oil and gas, but the, the area that interests me the most in terms of government uh, interconnection is, is health care. What do you advise people? I said when the Affordable Care Act passed some six years ago, it was the most uh, dynamic change we had seen in, in health care since the 60s and creation of, of Medicaid Medicare, and Medicare. Yeah. Um, you know, that took, that took uh, some 50 years, and now within five years, we're about to undergo another, uh, another revolutionary change. I think what we're going to see is a decentralization of uh, the federal government's role as it relates to uh, Medicaid and, and Medicare. I think the, the, uh, the, the trend seems to be moving towards uh, more of a, uh, an allocation type program uh, to states to allow them to design their own programs, which is going to create opportunities in the marketplace for large managed care companies that have the infrastructure to be able to come in and manage these programs for the state because you will not have the federal, the federal bureaucracy and the federal infrastructure to be able to run those types of, of programs. Um, and so uh, that in and of itself is going to be a change. Uh, Barbara was mentioning the boom in, in South Louisiana. Uh, Chenier Energy was one of our first clients. Uh, you know, they have come in and, uh, and with this idea of investing $22 billion into essentially a marsh. Uh, you know, the mouth of, 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 of the Sabine River. And when you were first told about it five years ago and said, you're going to do what, where, and spend how much? And, uh, you know, back then the nearest place to get, uh, to get gasoline was 40 miles away <laughs> on the Louisiana side. And so uh, working through those issues, whether it was um, handling the environmental impacts, handling the the workforce labor issue, uh, the taxation issues, those sorts of challenges we've enjoyed. It's been a real labor of love for us to see that now they're actually providing uh, LNG uh, across the globe. Oh. Uh, and, it's the biggest and, energy story it, in the country. It, yeah. And I, th I think you're going to see in this administration a real effort um, 
to use energy as a foreign policy tool with America's allies. I think the previous administration never sort of saw that opportunity, but I think with, um, and I don't know Rex Tillerson, but you know, I would just think that they understand what we have as a nation now that we can use as a bargaining chip. I would with. think having the CEO of Exxon is just yeah, yeah. State, yeah. 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 But I, I want to ask you, how do you describe yourself? Are you a, a lawyer or a lobbyist? When you go to a party, what do you tell people? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, when they're telling lawyer jokes, I'd say I'm a lobbyist. When they're oh, telling yeah. lobbyist <laughs> jokes, you know... It, you know, it's it's you a, seem that's, like a nice guy. That's you know, good, that's like, <laughs> that's right. Looks are deceiving. <laughs> the, uh, it's it's a um, you know I like what I like to do is 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 I don't actively practice law anymore. I use I, I try to use the skill sets and knowledge that that I learned through my my valuable uh, years at Tulane uh, Law School uh, and apply those into the the business um, and, and governmental world that we work in, you know, our ultimate goal in what our firm does is not to be a gunslinger, but to be a partner and help a business grow in advance. And the way that we contribute to that is by removing the obstacles that government may put into their path or advancing initiatives through government, which helps create a more conducive environment for that business to prosper. So we don't view ourselves as as uh, hired assassins to go and and, and, and and kill a piece of legislation or or just slam dunk something. We view ourselves as a partner to our business clients that we can help grow their grow their business. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Rashidi. My guests are Tyron Picard from the Picard Group and Barbara Van Gossen from Healthy Image. We'll be right back after this very brief break. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. My guests are Tyron Picard from the Picard Group and Barbara Van Gossen from Healthy Image. Barbara, I've taken a look at your client list, and it's very broad. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different industries and such. Um, when we think about how your business used to work, you needed to have like a, like an artist on hand mm -hmm. and all that. And this. In this day and age, we can kind of steal anything off the internet. Mm -hmm. How has your business changed? We still have the different pieces together in-house. You know, we have um, four artists, you know, together. Um, we don't own our videographer, but he does live with us, okay, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, and then when we have our writers and, you know, so we all really are under one roof still. Um, if, if there's something that we don't have or, or don't know or whatever, we will job it out and go find, go find what that is. But really, we haven't changed that much in that aspect. Now, as how, far big, as how, how big is the firm? We have 12 employees total. And I have read somewhere it's secretly very female. It's extremely female. <laughs> 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 we have two resident males. <laughs> resident males. And they are great. And they are. They are. We've, no, they're great. You know, they handle it very well. And uh, so, but it's, we have a really fun environment and we try to make sure, you know, with it, that it, it stays that way. Because you, you work get, better that how way. How do you get new clients, though? I would imagine a certain amount of it is word of mouth. It is. And we've been very, very fortunate in that area that, that um, we don't do a whole lot of self-marketing. I mean, we just don't. Maybe and we you haven't should. Had, I know. I know. We're actually kind of, <laughs> you know, working, we're building a building right now, so we're kind of 
doing that is maybe our launch pad where we're going to maybe. So if I was to ask you where you're going to be five years from now, you physically would give me an answer. I would be physically in okay. a new. <laughs> yes. Wow. So yeah. So we we don't do a lot, but um, we we just haven't had to. But we we are very aware of the fact that that is something that we are going to need to do. You know, especially and we have another couple of new agencies coming into town and you know you never want to get comfortable so and how does it work in that business we talk on this show we always talk about some some industries are pretty cooperative with each other others are pretty cutthroat how does your business work is it is it a between agencies yeah. and stuff? Um, pretty well. We all get along. We all, you know, belong to the chamber. We all ad, ad fed, you know, so yeah. we all talk to one another, you know, but we all secretly, you know, stoke one another and see what the other one's doing <laughs> and know who each other's <laughs> clients are and, and all that. So, but overall, we really do pretty well. There's an organization where we have some businesses that get together and talk about things like this, you know, um, and there are a couple of agencies apart. Now, of what that, is your so. background, Barbara? You you from the art side or the business side? I'm or? on the art side. Okay, that's why I was hoping you weren't going to ask me. He's too smart. <laughs> He's too smart for me. We well, yeah, first started talking. I was like, the oh my gosh, I, I maybe shouldn't be here. <laughs> Not true. Um, no, I'm on the graphic side. Yeah, I went to McNeese and graduated McNeese in graphic design. And um, so you're one yeah. of those people. Your your degree looks like your career. They. A lot of people that don't. It, it, they're like know, a lion tamer know, and they're a finance you major. Know, or and I, I just figured it out early, kind of what I wanted to do, and I've stuck with it and I've been happy and successful with it. So it's, you know. That's awesome. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're, we're happy. Now, now, Barbara and Tyron, I've got to ask is it, this is the part of the show I like the best. It's called Your Brother in Law. And uh, so we're gonna, this is where we're going to go. You're, you're finally wrapping up a long day at work when the phone rings. It's your brother-in-law, and normally he only calls when he wants a dinner invitation, but this time things are a little different. Uh, Tyron, your brother-in-law has a brilliant idea. With the coming changes in the tax law and lowering of corporate tax rates, there's going to be a lot of companies with a lot of cash they are going to want to park somewhere. With the penalties that are being promised for taking money out of the country, how about starting up a bank in Louisiana that would be like a Swiss bank account? There would obviously have to be a way around the standard regulatory banking restrictions, but your brother-in-law says that that's where you come in. You can figure it out, and you and your brother-in-law can make a fortune. What do you say? You going to look into it? Did you know my brother-in-law is a venture capitalist? No. That's a, <laughs> let's bring him in. That's what I like that. Wow. That was very who handles Who handles global clients <laughs> in Boston? I was like, where is this going? Yeah. So, Do you think we yeah. could have more of a safe haven for, for money if we uh, so, thought about it? You know, that, that's, an, I mean, that's a fascinating uh, proposition. Nobody knows we're here anyway. The, you know, the, it's uh, out there. The, the, um, I do believe that the, uh, there's going to be a significant repatriation of money uh, coming back across um, with the, um, uh, the negotiated incentive to, um, to repatriate dollars. I hear there's like $2 trillion out there or oh, something. I, th I think it's way more than that. Wow. Way more than that. That's probably what Microsoft or Google has in a drawer uh, somewhere. Si sitting, a yeah. sitting across. <laughs> and, and, uh, but, but it's, it's um, you know, it, there's going to be opportunity, and obviously that that money is going to need to be deployed places. I mean, these companies, most of them publicly traded, are going to have to put that money to work somewhere. And so uh, hopefully we in Louisiana can create an environment that is uh, that is attractive both from a, uh, an investment and a tax 
perspective to to bring that money into. What do you think they're going to do with the money, by the way? Do you, do you think they're going to continue to hoard cash and buy well, their own stock back? Or part of that, part of that, invest you know, part of that, the the the, um, the president of of of, um, of um, Shell uh, North America is a high school friend of mine. Um, and um, oh, I was visiting with you. him about. I was, you know, <laughs> well, I was I visiting friends, with him like, about. They're not a I client. Have friends that don't bowling alleys. He's just so a friend, <laughs> right? Right. And another buddy who has a car wash. <laughs> but but you know it's he. Um, but he was. He gave me a statistic that I just found fascinating. Um, and uh, right before the presidential election, he said that they had over a trillion dollars worth of. Um, pipeline work, just refurbishments, upgrades, and extensions of pipelines pending at the FERC. That's not one additional barrel of oil. That's not one additional natural gas well. That's, those are just permits that would call for a trillion dollars worth of spending if they just got, got approval. And so, you know, I, I think that uh, communities are going to obviously have decisions to make when companies like the in those companies begin to pull uh, repatriate dollars. Uh, we're going to face some of it in Louisiana with certain pipeline issues I know coming up. And those are decisions that communities are going to have to make about jobs and about whether or not, you know, that there are certain environmental safeguards that can be put into to um, in, in order to, to safeguard so, some folks, you know, some folks are just against it no matter what. Right. Uh, and that's 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 one position. But the um, uh, There'll be winners and losers for sure. Uh, there'll be winners and losers for sure. I think on the um, on the, uh, the whole, repatriation yeah. of dollars back in, in, into America. Barbara, your brother-in-law has a great idea for you. Seeing you already produce a magazine, Thrive, which I've seen everywhere. Um, how much more of a step would it be to take that same material and produce a TV show? All you basically have to do is talk about every article in the magazine. Uh, that way you can have two products for really use of the same content and charge your advertisers twice, plus get new ones. Uh, your brother-in-law has even got a name for the TV show, Thrive Live. He's prepared to quit his job at the rice mill and be the producer of Thrive Live. What do you say? Are you up for it? He's, he needs to go because that's already happened. Really? <laughs> yeah. is, is there a Thrive uh... There was Thrive TV. So oh, no yeah. way. There was. We did it uh, several years back, and it was a blast. I don't think he was married to you sister at that point. <laughs> yeah. There's a, we're making up people here. This is great. They, uh, no, so it was know, a blast, but you decided not He's to stick with it. He's behind the times. No, we actually did that. We had, uh, we had Thrive TV, and um, we produced it for, I guess it was probably a year and a half, and the only reason why we quit was because it was so labor-intensive, and we were just so small. Were you like the host? Uh, no, we, ha we had a local host, wow. and then we had... Um, was it web-based, or was it... No, it was, it was on TV. We, we like would take channel? out kind of like it was a... Open uh, access channel? Well, it was like KPLC yeah, had it, sure. and it was um, like a 30-minute... You know, open. We bought the airtime right. and then um, and produced, and we, it was just so much fun. We just had a blast with it. But um, yeah, so we really did, and we would love to actually be able to do it again. Was it called Thrive Live? It was Thrive TV. That's oh, what we yeah, that's it. the only problem. Was oh, we the had name. Run. <laughs> there was a. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's now, a, when you said that, I just went, oh, my God. <laughs> I have to ask you, though, Barbara, on a show like that, you said you've got a lot of, you know, labor. It's very labor-intensive mm -hmm. and such. A, how would you decide whether or not business-wise it was working, though? I mean, was something you hoped to get out of it? We Well, 
I think with Thrive, Thrive's a different animal compared to our ad agency. It's kind of what we call a labor of love. It's almost like a, a venue for our clients also to be able to run articles and for us to be able to um, help them get things out through articles and sure. other other means and then I the always TV. read this stuff by the way I, yeah I grab whatever I'm walking into oh, someplace well, yeah yes um, and Thrive TV was going to be that way that we could do it but you know bring it all out visually so we would have um, people that would sponsor the show people that would sponsor segments of the show yeah. and stuff like that so yeah I mean we wanted to make it would have been nice to have made a bunch of money on it we just like you were talking about earlier we do the work as well right. as run the business. So it was it was very hard, you know, like that. Well, so we I think to we should of... bring it back and have you and I co-host it. Yeah, that would be Okay, awesome. that'll be good. <laughs> yeah. that be That's awesome. what I do is I get myself gigs this way. It's not really working out. <laughs> I may buy ad time with that. <laughs> That's great. And before he thought it was just on community access. He's sold now. See? This is so great. <laughs> we frequently hear successful business owners explain that the smartest thing they've done in business is find smarter people to listen to. They don't often, however, tell you exactly who those smarter people are. It's been great to meet two of those smarter people today. Uh, Tyron, Barber. it has been a great insight into the world of business consultants and marketing. And thank you both for taking the time to join me on Out to Lunch. Sure, absolutely. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Barbara Van Gossen. She's the creative director of Healthy Image and Tyron Picard, the principal of the Picard Group. You can find out more about Barbara's and Tyron's business advice and consultancy by following the links on our websites, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. Today's show is recorded live over lunch at Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette. Cafe V is open Monday through Friday six nights a week for dinner in the courtyard that sets the scene for fine Louisiana cuisine. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our researcher is Anne Christian. Our theme song on Cour Monsieur Nice Guy is written by Mitch Foreman and performed by Mitch Foreman and Andre Michaud. Our Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana, Zach Barker from The Opportunity Machine, and Dr. Blake Escadet. If you want to know what we look like, and I know you're curious, uh, you can find photos from this show on our website and Facebook page. The photos were taken today by Gwen O'Quan. You can get the show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows and keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites. It's acadiana.com and krvs.org. Support for Out to Launch Acadiana comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette. Located off Pinhook near Police Saloon, Wyndham Garden Lafayette is pet and family friendly with free parking, free Wi-Fi, and free shuttle within a three-mile radius, including the airport and downtown restaurants. Additional support comes from ABiz Magazine and AcadianaBusiness.com, the essential information source for business decision makers throughout the one Acadiana region. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com. And KRVS 88.7 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Cafe Vermilionville for more business, Acadiana style, on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by. Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And by Wyndham Garden Lafayette.